Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy Monday. We made it through the weekend here. We got Lori and Julia in studio for the next three hours. And of course, what was your weekend claim to fame? Well, I'll let Julia go first because I think she just got back from the cabin this morning. So that means it's a good weekend when you get to come back Monday. Well, you know. Sunday nights are the best night because everyone's gone. And <laughs> everyone's gone. <laughs> I don't mean visitors. I mean the, the lake. lake. The, yeah, the yeah. lake. And lake. it's always... I always feel it's like beautiful. it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I found it, it gets nice for sure. Yeah. At five o'clock. Yes. And it, it's, it was nice the whole day. Mm. It was night. It was a beautiful weekend. It was great. Good. Fun, fun. Tennis girls up there having a little fun. <sighs> Didn't play any tennis. Played a lot of games. Found yeah. a new game. Something like four something, which is kind of like taboo meets taboo, but updated. And it's all Thumbs this. Up. It's all this. No, it was all this. It's funny because um, we've got a woman that came um, on our team from the Ukraine area, and we have a Serbian gal. And so there's some of these pop culture references right, that they don't get. Right. And so we're playing games, but also we didn't get because there's all this new lingo, TikTok lingo in this game or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> we just like skip, pass, skip, pass, pass, skip, pass because there was so much new lingo. And I thought of how. If you played Trivial Pursuit with your kids now, oh yeah, how outdated that would be! Oh my gosh, they wouldn't For, know anything. They wouldn't know anything, and original. that's kind of how I felt with this new game. So that yeah. was kind of funny, but it was absolutely beautiful. And boy, it's such good food! My friends make such good food, and it was just nice. It was a great weekend. Well, Julia, you were going to really laugh at my weekend claim to fame because it is so lame, and. Yet so great at the same time. So the lame, the lame thing uh, that I did was I waited 35 minutes in a line for croissants. I couldn't oh. believe I you was doing it. You went to the new bakery. I oh. went, it's yes. not new. That location oh, yeah. is new on okay. Selby. But I mean, it got there at like five after nine and I was like number 40. In line. Wow. Waiting. Wait, they have a door Tell person. The name Mark patisserie yes and, and my on. girlfriend used to go to them when they, he was in frogtown on university okay. and now he's right across from the mississippi market on selby and but yeah dale yes yeah I, i've never you seen that 35 I, minutes yes me i did and they were expensive i got eight croissants and it was like 46 dollars oh, <laughs> oh my gosh no. i was but the oh butter's flown in from paris and they really good were amazing amazing were, were but i was just enough? like i, I can't oh. i just thought i one. have reached some kind of a i don't know what some food you know i this Casey is loves the croissants that's you're taking care and of. i i was seeing a friend i want to sure. bring a little something but the other thing my claim to fame was uh you know on friday when i came in i said you know i found a car yes, i want to yes, lease yes. from hyundai at inver grove and i feel like i got the best price but casey you know, like they gave me the best offer. Um, and I asked, you know, a couple questions that got to, you know, better offers sure, each sure, time, you sure. know. But Casey, like, called every 
dye dealer. Of course he did. For me, he loves to do this. He's retired, you guys. And he, when I got home, he said, well, you bet, might as well go to Invergrove tomorrow at 9 a.m. and pick up the car from Debbie. They gave the best offer by far. That's good to know. Yeah. He said, by far, you know, and always, Casey, always wants to remind people, don't forget if you're military, uh, to there's military discounts wow. that you know. I never take, knew about that on on cars. Oh yeah, They're yeah. Everywhere. You have to have served twenty years. Sure. You have to show the proof that you. Like I learned that Casey was a hand gra- a, a rifle and a hand grenade expert oh. in the infantry. That's what it said on his discharge paper. <laughs> wow. That's cool. But anyway, I so shout out to Invergrove Debbie. This woman helped me, and I got a Kona, a cross track, Julia. And now I, I'm worried all my crap for the Blues Fest won't fit in my. Well, car. I was looking. I drove home behind one today because I know you talked about it on Friday, yeah. and I thought I wonder how Lori's going to do in that smaller car. But then at the same time, I'm driving this huge car. Which I use, but I do put crap in it. I can fill my car. Yes, and you know, I I, I guess I don't really, you know, I I mean, I feel like the Crosstrek, I love it. I love my sporty little car. I'm so glad my dad talked me into being a person who leases you know, he you get a new car every three years. It's yeah, awesome. and, and he yeah. showed me kind of the math why it makes yeah. sense and all of that. When you, you know. don't drive, you get a new car. Yes, that's basically <laughs> that's the it. math on leases. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't drive, cheers. Yeah, if you drive, lucky a lot. you, you get a new car every three years. Mm-hmm. I, I know. And I so, wish I could. I, know I drive so much, and I worry like if something yeah goes. Yeah. Kitty Wampus. Yeah, no, totally. So anyway, that was just, he, Casey was just like, yeah, Invergrove gave the best price right away up front. Love it. Hyundai, yeah. So anyway, how about you, Grant? Um, I did two things fun this weekend. One, of course, I talked about on Friday, Saturday night, went down to Target Field to Joe Mauer's inauguration, which was, there was 35,000 people at Target Field. It was festive. It was fun. I teared up a couple times during the whole thing, just because I'm such a sap for that kind of stuff. And, his kids were there and his wife and his family, and it was it was a really cool experience, you know, especially to see a hometown guy like that. And then this weekend, Kyle, uh, or not Kyle, but uh, Matt Waldner, who is a local guy from Forest Lake, yeah. on Sunday night, he hit a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth to kind of cap off the sweep of the Arizona Diamondbacks for this whole kind of hometown yeah, weekend nice. for Joe Maurer. And then it caps off by a hometown Forest Lake kid hitting the walk-off home run. Love it. Very, very cool weekend for the Twins. But then on Sunday, I checked out the Asia Mall in Eden Prairie. Have you yes, guys been yes, to that? The old it. Gander Mountain. Yeah. It's turned into now, it's called the Asia Mall. Uh-huh. The food there. Oh! Really? We, uh, Lily and I were there for like three hours just wow. eating. Oh my gosh. It was so good. They have so many different food options. Like you can eat, you can, it's like a, a grocery. Go. Yeah, you well you can, it's like a grocery store, but then they've also got like six different little restaurants that you can do. You know, they got uh, frozen shaved ice from cotton candy to boba tea to you know, their little uh, donuts that they their special donuts to, you know, the pho. little dumplings. Yeah, dumplings. Oh, yeah. the food there was, mm. I am just So we impressed. both had like the food. I mean, I'm just sitting there 
waiting and just thinking to myself, I am waiting well, it's for like, croissants. But I, <laughs> I think when I went to Boston a couple of years ago in the North End, we waited for ice cream at one place oh, you forever. Did. So, and I'm thinking of the, remember how the Cupcake Magnolias, Cupcakes oh, in yeah. New York oh, after yes. Sex and the City? Yes. The lines would be around. Or the one I, in L.A., uh, the Katie Holmes Sprinkles. Yes. When that, like West Hollywood shop, they'd have a, a line out the I door. I love it that there's a line. Yeah, it was kind of. You know, it's and, an event to go get a croissant and, and you do, for $20. Yeah, well, and you do get it in a pretty box with a black ribbon. It's very she-she-she. That's you so know? cool. Yeah. And the butter, I mean, it really... Oh. Th- that croissant, I mean, I, I love... You know, you yes. bite into it and you feel like your face is enveloped in a cloud of butter. Mm. And, Yum. <laughs> and just, I mean, it was really light and yet, yes. uh, yeah, so good. So anyway. Love it. Casey's like, stop buying me sweets. Because last <laughs> week I bought him like a tray of peanut butter crispy bars from downstairs. Someone brought those up. Oh, those oh, are ridiculous. No, I, I really am mad at my friends who bring up like massive. <laughs> you just were saying how good the food no, was. No, they're good. <laughs> Their cooked food was great, but someone made a homemade tiramisu that was to oh. die for. Someone made those Yum. butterscotch rice crispy bars with the chocolate. You, Grant, and I cannot take these oh. complaints seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor oh, no. you. No, no, no. Yeah. I just can't. No, I, I, get I can't it. be surrounded by that kind of food because it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Casey's I like in on it. I do so great and then oh, there's a bar of Rice Krispie bars. Yeah. I after can't. after I waited in line on Sunday, Casey's like, Emma, I need a <laughs> Did he love it? Did he love it? Oh, of course. You know, he butters the pan chocolate. You don't even need to butter and it's so buttery already. <laughs> yeah. But this is a man who butters a frosted cake donut. So. Oh, good Lord. You know. He butters the butter. He butters the butter. <laughs> he butters. <laughs> you know. All right, let's, and we'll be right back. Everybody, let's talk first equity mortgage. You know, um, I was listening this morning, driving yes. up here to some ads that we do that play on other shows. I'm right. Talk. And, um, you know, David talks about how... Um, we have more equity in our homes now than we ever had, and the home prices continue to pretty much rise, and the market's tight. But if you're wanting to do something, you know, maybe you've been thinking about adding on, and you didn't have time to get to it during COVID because there was no workers, you know, right. to do all, everything you want to do, or you have a pile of debt over here that you're just like, oh my gosh, I cannot I can't keep making get, I 28% payments. Right. Um, you know, just to pay the base. So there's options for you. Call First Equity, you know, if one thing... They're, they're lovely, they're friendly, they love working with MyTalk people and your family so much. If you have something that you need, but first of all, if you are buying a home, you need to be pre-approved no matter which home it is. That's First Equity, keyword David at MyTalk. And don't forget, Grant, we are giving away Lumineer tickets. They're going to yes, be coming are. to the amphitheater. Somerset, Somerset Amphitheater nice. at yeah. the end of August, August 29th. It All is right. uh, a Lollapalooza of concerts in August. Oh. As it's been all summer long. All summer <laughs> I long. I know. It, it really was, I has. can't remember. Someone big was in Danbury this weekend. I've never seen them have a huge concert, but I was driving up. There's police cars everywhere. Oh, my I gosh. Like, it was a big... Oh, it was... um. Oh. Never mind, I'll come up with it. Yeah. But it was someone. Someone. Someone was playing loud music there. I drove past it. Okay, so um, you it looks like some TV. Did you watch this black, the black Netflix show called Black? 
Is that what you no, said? Black no, Black Snow. Oh, Black Snow is, is on AMC, which... Oh, uh, that was the one you watched? Because there is a channel. show called Black. Oh, yeah. That was on Netflix. Yeah, I don't know about that show, oh. but, uh, uh, you know... Here's the one thing I'll say about having a facelift in the summer. You gotta <laughs> stay out of the sun. So my little... It's the wrong time of the year. It's, yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time at work, because of yep. the rain, we were, had the time off, yep. and, you know, and then my dad, and, you know, I mean, it all ended up working out the way it's supposed to, but I am... I haven't spent all this money on my face to, you know, wreck it by being in the sun. So I'm turning down boating invitations. I'm not even sitting outside under my pergola. Under I'm really. So you're inside. I've been inside. You're one with your television. Or and reading books. and books reading. And, and yesterday I read a book that you're having on um, September. We're having on September 6th uh-huh. for Low J book, book Club, Kara Rhoda. And she mm-hmm. wrote that wild story about the widow the political oh that was so good so good yes that's right so she her new book you read in I, 10 in, minutes in, in, in it's so good a day it was called beyond the surface and again think uh the roy family in succession the kingsley family gets summoned to go on their dad who's a billionaire yacht for 48 hours with his fifth wife and they're going to take go from newport to Catalina and back, what could go wrong? Oh, it is. It's that good. It was. I, I, was, it. I was just like Casey's. Like, uh, do you want to go for a walk? Ah, uh, it's too sunny out, and I'm reading my book. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, there you go. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, and then Catalina and the one we par- just talked to a lady about it last week. Her book, Rachel. Yes. Um, and one of the characters in the book is obsessed because apparently you can go down a rabbit hole of all the mysterious deaths that have happened on Catalina Island on the waters around Catalina not lo- just Natalie kids. Wood but there many have been others there have been many she's not alone <laughs> many mysterious <laughs> where they don't find the body okay and i'll be and curious this is a little island right off LA yeah, I yeah. mean, in, in another book we just read, yeah. one of the characters, or excuse me, uh, maybe it was a TV show, one of the characters talks about, oh, Catalina Island mm-hmm. is where every L.A. kid goes for science projects. Yes, the you know? author told us that. I yeah, she did, yeah. but I also read that in another book. It was a reference. I know, what did we see that in? Whatever. Yeah, but it was somebody referenced about how the L.A. kids, that's how they find out about nature Mm -hmm. as they go to Catalina. But anyway, the one wife of the, one of the sons of the billionaire, she just couldn't stop. She feels uneasy around this family like you would if you were coming. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. ...into the Roy family. Just such awful people. Mm-hmm. And all that money and everything. Don't give it away. I'm not, but she just, just. Is it that good? It's just it's so good. Yeah, and also the fact that I did not know about this history of Catalina Island and all the mystery. I always just stop at Natalie Wood. You do, but there have been many. You, you guys, <laughs> there have been many. So that'll be something to ask the author about. Like I felt like that had to bring a truth. All of those, right. these different examples that the wife kept bringing up to Ooh. her awful husband, who might be good. Well, we'll find out. And then Casey and I did. Her awful husband, who might, might be, be good. good. I don't yeah. want to spoil the ending for you. <laughs> well, I won't even remember. We've got 14 yeah. books before then. I'm already. And this is one of those books where every chapter is told by a different character's oh, point I of view. I love that. I love those. Yeah. That would be like. The story of my talk told by every single person. Yes. Everyone has a different interpretation on the take. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then uh, we gobbled, you know, we just watched The Lincoln Lawyer. There were only so three good. left. and He's beautiful. Mickey Holler. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next Michael Conley book, which is The Lincoln Lawyer, is based on Michael Conley's book series. He also wrote the character of Bosch, Hieronymus Bosch. Yes. Michael Conley, so which if is you another great Bosch, TV show. Yes, it's a great show. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't know in that. in the books, mm-hmm. Holler, Mickey Holler, and Bosch have the same dad but different moms. Did you guys know that? No. So the Lincoln lawyer's half brother is, is Bosch, Bosch, Hieronymus Bosch. Do we know you, that on the show? Yeah, Did I was it say, come yes. up last night? Yeah, well, I didn't finish watching. No, it doesn't necessarily come up, but Michael Conley's next book is a Bosch Holler oh, crossover. I saw that. Oh, wow. And then the other exciting book mm-hmm. news is John Grisham wrote the sequel to The Firm. Yeah. Which came out oh. so long ago, which Such was a the great book. movie. John Grisham books, you can put them down. No, I know. You can put them down. And He's that still one's a with great Gene Hackman, yeah. with Tom Cruise. For, mm-hmm. Can't think of who the gal is in it, but oh my gosh, that's such a good book. Yeah, and he's probably been asked to, or you know, do it, do it because it does. But this is, is like twenty years later. Well, 25. it's perfect to yeah. pick pick it up. I can't wait. Yeah. So anyway, I thought the Lincoln lawyer yep. was satisfying the hunch that I had. Don't tell me. I know, but I'm just saying the hunch I had was confirmed. Oh, you got to right. love that. Yeah, did you see, did you watch the end of it? The Lincoln Lawyer? Yeah. No, I have not seen the okay. end of it, but I you got to love when you def- when you go along and you kind of have your own suspicions and they come to fruition. That's, yeah. It's kind of rewarding. But, oh, yeah, that that is a good show, too. <sighs> There's a lot of Yeah, them. and Black Snow, Grant watched the first two episodes. Great show. It's just a six I, episode. I tried to, it, it's on AMC. Yeah, yes. it follows Dark Winds. Yes. About, uh, that's based on the Tony Hillerman novels. Telling you people, let's read a book and then get it. Star in our own um, limited edition TV series. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I'd be option so, we'd beyond. Be so bored. I'd option beyond the surface right now, but have to wait till every writer strike is over. Is. Yeah, I, I, it would be fantastic. Newport, Catalina Island, rich people, yacht. You don't even have to have sex. Wait till randoms. I'm going to tell you about the new way to buy cars that we want. All right. We'll be right back. All right. 
Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Learning Our Acts. And we were just talking about how yesterday I couldn't leave the leave my three-season porch for the love of a good book. And reading is, it probably is the number one thing that Learning Our Acts um, addresses that people just have trouble with. However their brain is working after you take the cognitive skills assessment test. And maybe you've already had a diagnosis of dyslexia or something like that. But they know how to teach kids how to read and retain and process and when you can do that everything in school and life is so much easier reading yeah and it yeah and it's fine it is fun call them to set up your eye-opening assessment tell them Lori and julia sent you 952-949-6900 there's seven locations it's the perfect time in the dog days of um august to call them up and set it up everybody so my mom finally saw barbie yesterday one of her granddaughters and her boyfriend took her and this is the third weekend and they didn't think they had to do any kind of reserving seats oh yes and they sat in the second row Uh oh Oh, no i didn't they sat in the second close well my mom didn't really care because she's only had one cataract fix so so her vision the better her vision is (laughs) you know that didn't bother her at all and it didn't but but she's and then she said you know uh the granddaughter my niece was dressed all in pink and She said, everyone was having so much fun. I said, was anyone being annoying (laughs) in the movie? And she said, no, everyone just uh, clapped. Yeah. And, you know, like when everyone... So anyway, she just said she really loved it. It's still carrying the groups. I was, you know, uh, Lily's aunt is going with 13 of her friends on Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, it's still carrying the weight that it deserves. Yeah. It's it's awesome. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. And then Greta Gerwig, who's the director of this movie, and the co-writer, her... Her uh, Noah Bombach, I I don't know if they're married or not, but her they partner. her partner and they have two kids together. He co-wrote it, but she's at her Pilates class on Saturday morning, on the morning of her fortieth birthday, and I remember when she because she had that baby like in April, so she's on these press things, and here she's with all these like willowy oh yeah people and like a house yes exactly so she's you know but she doesn't care and i didn't realize she was such a like she was in her 20s an actress trying to you know break away and be get good parts and stuff and then she kind of had an epiphany somewhere in her 30s that she wanted to be behind behind the scenes and she wrote lady bird and then directed little women Mm -hmm. but she's at pilates just you know how you're dressed all in mm-hmm. black and Ryan Gosling hired a group of dancers and they came in and performed the I'm Ken. just Ken that just a Ken song from the movie <laughs> from the movie that Ryan <laughs> that was cute school. it was so adorable i mean i've never seen a flash mob but it was a flash mob of dancers and she just laughed and laughed and laughed who wouldn't? Yeah, I know. That's and Ryan's birthday's in November, oh, okay. so we'll just see what happens. But what? Ah, yeah. What a great um, and also a clever way to of, promote the movie when you can't talk about exa- it. Exactly. They continue. I was just going to say well, that they continue to market it like masters. Uh, and here's another yeah. way they were in the news this weekend. So there's a picture of Eva Mendez at a beach house with Ryan Gosling and their kids. 
And I don't know if are it's they all wearing sponge clothes? It's just, right, they're wearing sponge clothes. <laughs> but she has. I I kind of think she had an in- interesting take, and she talks about her kids can't go on the internet. She said that uh, she posted a video of herself saying, "When my kids ask me." If they're old enough to go on the internet, social media, or anything that requires Wi-Fi, I say no because she says that the internet and social media to her is in the same category as drinking, getting a driver's license, and voting. It's so dangerous what it can do to your kid's psyche, and you can't protect them, even though you put all the glitches out. You can't, Think of everything that pops up that we see and everything. And you can't unsee what you see. Right, mm-hmm. and you can't... And you can't unknow what you and know. And the habit is so addictive. Yeah. So she just said, I, I just kind of thought this was brilliant. She yeah. says, in my house, they can't. It's too dangerous. It's, well, it's, there was another movement. I can't remember what the actor was, but it was something about... Um, Say no until after eighth grade or something like that. that. Yeah, after eighth grade. Because anytime the minute a smartphone Wi Fi is established, then kids know everything. Anything you've wondered. And I think about all the ways that I wondered in fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade about everything. And it was very difficult to find out information. You had to go to encyclopedias, (laughs) librarians, medical psychology. That book, book. Our Bodies Ourselves, you know. um, It really was. It wasn't anything that you... The Operation Game. Yes. (laughs) Barbie dolls, Ken dolls. I do think, I I know that I would probably, you know... My dad was like the strict one yeah. about everything, and he really felt like very strongly no dating until you're 16. And right. his reasoning for that was because I was 14. Mm-hmm. That was all the re- He said, I was a 14 year old boy and a 15 year old boy. And I know your mom and I had you when I was 17. That's yeah, right. I know. And he's like, yeah. no, you should have a driver's license that's before you can reason. date. That's a great, mm-hmm. no, you're 14. That's all you need to know. Yeah, no, I mean, that was just like so, right? I love that. That was kind of like, because I said so. Yes, and, or, but not, and, or my mom would say sometimes when I wondered about stuff, she would say, you're not old enough to know about that and we're and not going okay. to talk about it. Yeah, there's and nothing wrong okay. with that. And that's kind of okay. I think so. I think people still say that. I have no idea. I I only know about parenting from being a kid. Yeah, yeah. And because it was just yesterday. Yeah, just According just to your face. <laughs> Maybe 20 years ago. Maybe 20 years ago. Face don't lie. Face don't lie. But I will well say done. this. As a parent, you know, I remember when the phone started coming out and I'm like, I, I don't want this thing. And and then the minute you give in, it is. it was like... We I felt like I had to arm wrestle my kids to get it away from them. That's what I'm curious. And this is yeah. at the very early. St- I mean, I wouldn't. Were get- they like in high school? Oh yeah, they were. Okay. They were in. Um, yeah. I got one when yeah. I got my license. That's when That's my parents. Yeah, were I like, think they were in like tenth grade. Yeah, okay. You're driving now. Ninth, tenth- we need you to mm-hmm. have this. But- yeah, I don't think it was before then, and it wasn't. But it was scary because it's like. Yeah, don't be well, afraid to be strict. That's oh, what I, I was. Say. I you were not. We- yeah, you weren't. You don't think I was strict? I think you were strict. Oh. Yeah, you I weren't afraid to say that. You weren't afraid to Oh, no, I don't care. But really, the phones was the first time in my life because I had to wrestle it away. Yeah. I mean, that that's, thing had power. That's mm-hmm. And that's, see, that's my question here. Because, like, you know, when I was a kid, it was essentially, like, no video games. Like, we had, sure. a, we had a friend that every time we went over there, mom was like, no video games are going outside. She'd set up scavenger hunts for us. Coolest thing ever, right? Kep, right? Kept us busy. 
with these iPads That's and these and yeah. these phones. A lot of work, exactly. But very cool she did that. These iPads and these iPhones, there's such ways to like distract your kid that now yeah. it's become a crutch for parents to just hey i just you know stop crying here's the here's oh. the but that's why i like that they're trying to now yeah avoid I, that. I, I, I there's a mix of both sometimes you're mixable. just sometimes, sometimes yeah, was, you gotta put your kid I was in at front the of something and i just put them right on the floor in front of yeah See, that's I, it. you have to sometimes right yeah i'm i'm just a go-go a glam and go-go and i'm like after an hour of like the two-year-old i'm like do we need to watch Barney? Oh, yeah. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, yes, we do. Because <laughs> quite frankly, I'm sick of playing with oh them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We have breaking it. news. What? Sandra Bullock's longtime boyfriend, Brian Randall, dead at 57 <gasps> after secret ALS battle. Oh, oh my God. My God. Oh. That wow. is... And just last week, the son reported that they had, they had broken, broken up, up because they he, hadn't been seen. Oh, had that's, a- oh, that's a horrible S- report. <gasps> Lou Gehrig's. Oh. Oh. August 5th, he passed away peacefully after a three-year battle. He chose to keep his journey private. Yeah, and that's why she hasn't acted and said no. she took a step back. Because she oh, he yeah. had like a 14-year-old daughter when they oh. moved in together. And her kids were like five and seven. Oh, that is... I wouldn't want people to know either, Julia. No. And that's why... And she, and she had said back and read Table Talk on December of 2021 wow. that she had found the love of her life. Yeah. We share two beautiful children, three mm-hmm. children with his older daughter. Right. Best thing ever. And Lewis, her son, mm-hmm. is oh. her son is 13 and their daughter Layla's 10. Oh. That <laughs> is sad. Oh. That is just so young. And... You know, she hasn't acted. No. In, and she would have. I, I'm, oh, this is. That is. She just probably. He just probably lived at her, you know, in Beverly. They just lived at their home. In home care. And had the. In uh, yeah. home. Oh. Wow. And that's. You, you had a cousin. I a husband had a who cousin, died of that. husband very young. My cousin Like Mary, in his 40s. Yeah, early 40s. Just a. He was a baseball player in college. Just this rugged Florida guy and just rugged and sturdy. And he died of it. And it. And, you know, we know that our friend Liz Winston's sister passed away from this. That's right. And it is goes oh. faster than you ever can imagine and slower, slower at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is... Oh, Sandy. I bet the whoever wrote that, made up that story at The Sun, feels bad. Hopefully. But they like, must... they speculated, like, right. they tried to make some scurrilous, you know, well, they haven't been seen together. I mean, you know, this is the thing... Uh, about making up stories too, they because they do They're some cl- of the cl- half of these stories the are made up for out cl- of thin air. Or whoever we've written about for a while, yeah. Oh, we've been seen. It's that a clickbait is- thing. It's to get yeah. you to click on the headline. It's all about clicks, and sometimes at the detriment of other people. Unfortunately, yeah. just like this one. But wow. they probably were like, "Well, why haven't we seen?" Sandra it's Bullock? a valid question, but maybe to yeah, speculate so, that they had broken up was yeah, a little well, stretch. They, it was sort of like they haven't been seen, and maybe they broke right. up. And she does own multiple homes. Yeah, and they were oh. never a Hollywood couple. We no. never saw them do anything together. In fact, um, there's a couple pictures of them. Yeah, very few. Very few. They didn't go okay, red that is carpet so official. Sad. Yeah, we were sad for you, Sandy. Mm. Bummer. And I don't even think Ryan Reynolds knew when he wished her happy birthday and did the mashup of mm-hmm. them on, oh, from yeah, the proposal. That like no one knew. No, you got to keep that stuff tight. Yeah, you do. Yeah. If you don't want people but to it, know. But in lieu of flowers, they asked for donations to the ALS Association, the Massachusetts General Hospital. So oh, he missed it. That is it. really sad.
That was the ice bucket challenge, right? The ALS yes. ice bucket challenge that yes. was from a few years back. Yeah. 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 Oh, isn't that that's we are like so knowing random. that. I mean, that's just poor Sandy. Mm-hmm. You know, she finally finds this great guy, and he was handsome. He's beautiful. And you know how they met? She hired him to take pictures at her son Louis's fifth birthday mm-hmm. party. A good friend of hers really? said, "Oh, I know mm-hmm. this guy who's very discreet, and he does wonderful." Mm-hmm. Photos. He has his own pho- photography business. That's how they met. They did. So how cute is that? That's like a movie cute oh. meet story right there. And they showed up a year later at Jennifer Aniston, Justin Thoreau's wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh gosh. All right. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Here's an interesting question from one of our listeners, Ann. She wants to know, can I stop my spouse from divorcing me? Well, the simple answer is no. <laughs> because we're a no-fault divorce state and you don't need a reason for a divorce, if one party wants a divorce and the other does not, the divorce will move forward. Unfortunately, these are things that you have to deal with, and that's when sometimes we're dealing with the emotional aspect. We have a lot of clients where we have to work through that to get to the point where they're understanding and engaged to get to a good settlement and accept what's going to happen. Since she didn't want the divorce, can she make her spouse pay her attorney's fees? Not necessarily. The basis to ask for the other party to pay your attorney's fees is legally under need-based or conduct-based, and both are established on a case-by-case basis. Boy, there's a lot of details with a divorce. And so this is why you should go see Ann Tressler. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. Well, we got uh, the news also, not as unexpected just because uh, this guy was 87 years old, but William Friedkin, acclaimed director, um, passed away at the age of 87. His uh, third wife was Sherry Lansing, who used to be the head of a, I can't remember what studio, and a prolific uh, uh, producer herself confirmed that he died of pneumonia at at home and William Friedkin was um he's the guy who directed the exorcist okay and he's also the guy who directed um the french connection which the french connection is an oscar winning one best picture i mean it's an incredible movie i did not see it until i was like i think when i married your brother he was uh, shocked and appalled that I hadn't seen the French. I connection. love that how he's educating you through his well, lens, his movie because lens. he knows that I do like a New York, oh. you know, it's a cop drama, and we'll get into that yeah. in a second. But it is really, and it is considered to have the best movie chase scene in movie history. And William Friedkin, at one point in his career, expresses extreme embarrassment. And shocked that he took so many chances filming that. They almost killed somebody. And he said, I, I just had to get this, this, this shot. And he said, but I just had to get, but I put people's lives at risk. And I say this out of shame than pride. No movie is worth it. But if you watch this, did we post it, Grant? The scene? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yep. When you watch it, it is. Wild. So that's what it's considered. William Friedkin, after he directed The Exorcist, which was based on the uh, Blatty novel of the same name. And he really, he as a director, he didn't think of it as anything campy. He read the book. The Exorcist. And he believed that there are people that the devil takes over and that there are exorcists in the cat. So he treated, treated it. Who wrote that book? 
Blatty, Peter oh, Blatty, okay. I think his name is, or I think that's his name. Um, so he, he he never took it as that it would ever be anything other than a serious movie, which is why like he can't uh, cast Alan Bernstein as the mom, and he wanted an unknown actor to play the 13-year-old girl, Regan. So here's William Friedkin. This might be 20 years ago. And he's asked about all these sequels that are made to The Exorcist. Because the only one he ever did was the, 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 the one that counts. Yeah, yeah. Most of these sequels that they've made of The Exorcist, all of them are ridiculous. <laughs> what I've seen of them, you know, they, they want to make me vomit as, as the little girl vomits in the movie. And I find them vomit instilling, <laughs> starting with Exorcist 2, going on to 3, 4, 5, wherever they are now. I haven't seen them. But to have to put up with this crap on television every week would be too much to bear. I'm glad to hear that, because uh, yours is by far the best. And, uh, and By far the best. The others don't even exist. <laughs> so he was very much... You know, an outspoken director. And one of the things, and I had forgotten this, one of the things that makes The Exorcist so terrifying, and it is because of Friedkin really treating the book as, you know, believing that in the, the movie opens in a Middle Eastern desert where this old man stumbles towards this archaeological site and as do you remember this, Grant? Maybe you don't. But as as he gets there, there's just all this shadow, and you can't tell. But and you just hear this buzzing of something ominous. I mean, you don't see anything. It's just I've never seen the movie. It's just the setup is right. quite it, it like flies, like the, as in the Lord of the Flies himself, and it just gets more and more yeah. menacing, and then. You know, so, yeah, Peter Blatty was the novel. Um, so they didn't think of it as a horror story. They thought of it as a drama. And that's why that movie is held up as, you know, one of the still scariest movies. And then just the French Connection. Uh, Watch that movie. It won five Oscars. Right. And the very first movie he ever did was Sonny and Cher. He directed them in a comedy. Oh, I love it. It was called Good Times, 1967. He called them one of the few geniuses that he'd ever met, even though the movie flopped in 1967. It will be interesting to still see. The French Connection? No, or the Sonny and Cher one. To oh, see what it, you if know. you could even find yeah, it. Yeah, who if knows? Because I tried to go through some deep cuts yesterday. And even like Max, since it's... Oh, they've got rid of so it's, many shows. You can't find the Turner. They used to have a hub mm-hmm. for Turner Classic Movies under Max. That's gone. And now. you know why it's gone? So they don't have to pay anybody any money. Oh. It's but it's hard to find because they say it's still there. But boy, they they give you the menu of what they want you to watch. Yeah, now. it's true. It's, it's kind of turned into um, a Netflix situation. Yeah. But, well, you know, Roy um, Scheider 
is in this from Jaws. Movie, from Jaws mm-hmm. is in the French Connection, and it's yes, based he is on a true story about these two New York City detectives. Uh huh. And it was an instant. I you feel know, like I've seen it. it yeah, they, they and he and Friedkin didn't want Gene Hackman. They argued quite a bit. He wanted to get Paul Newman. Paul Newman turned it down. He wanted to get um, Jackie Gleason to play the other. Uh, cop and uh, but he, Fox Studio hated Jackie Gleason, so is that he, funny? Yeah, so he kind of ended up getting Gene Hackman, even though he didn't want to cast him. And then Gene Hackman is everything in this movie. And uh, so anyway, um, uh, well, it's a good one to go back and and watch. It would be yeah, because I it kind of is a, a timeless With a different, movie yeah. and it gets good ratings and. Anyway, and then getting back to The Exorcist, William Friedkin's first choice, he wanted Audrey Hepburn to play the mother. Oh, wow. Instead of Ellen Bernstein. And Ellen Bernstein is in the new The Exorcist yes. Believer, which is coming out. the first out time she's October done something. 13th. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's been asked and never has. And Audrey agreed to do The Exorcist, but only if it was filmed in Rome. Oh, gosh. And Anne Bancroft wanted the part. And Jane Fonda turned it down flat. Yeah. So Ellen wasn't at the top. Well, of speaking of old yeah. classic movie makers, yeah, I watched Senior, the Robert Downey Senior documentary that Robert Downey Jr., his oh, wife yeah. Susan Levy, and the Fords. How was um, that? It was wonderful. I this um, is a, was his dad an actor? His dad was a filmmaker, okay. an avant-garde, outrageous filmmaker that mm-hmm. balls to the walls. Nothing mattered, but he was seen as this creative kind of genius, but no rules, no nothing. And he said in the movie, the documentary is, it made me want to go interview my mom with a camera. Wow. It made right. me want to do more with my mom while she's still here. Um, it's a... Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s life, we all know, was nutty. And, his and I remember dad, hearing that his dad is the one who offered him his first joint when he was like eight. Very young. Very, very young. inappropriate. Very, very inappropriate. Whoa. Very inappropriate. Whoa. And he did these really kind of nutty, cutting-edge movies that were political satires. Some of them are just satires about what's going on in culture. They're counterculture, underground, no rules. And some of them, um, Putney Swope was one of them. Putney Swope. And it's it's a satire in a Madison Avenue ad world. Ah. And it's, you know, and it's just, he met his um, wife, who's Robert Downey Jr.'s mom at theater, you know, Mm -hmm. and he was beautiful. You'll recognize pictures of him from back in the day. Wow. But about, what's it called? It's called Senior. Senior. Just SR, oh, and it's a documentary. I can't remember what I watched it on, but one of the things about it, it's not a linear documentary where we start here and it goes here. It's a collection of, it's beautiful how it took three years. Robert Downey Jr. and his wife Susan's producing partner did this story. His dad was dying of Parkinson's, okay. and his dad loved to make movies, but he mm-hmm. liked it based on just a look or a scene. So mm-hmm. while... Robert Downey Jr. and Susan are doing this kind of documentary. It's a healing catharsis thing for family members as well. But he, they give him a project. He's doing a project too at the same time, kind of this final ode to himself kind of movie making. And so it's, it's clever. It's smart. And Robert Downey Jr. Oh, Netflix, by the way, it's so good. 
looks good. So I just it was just a quiet movie. It's yeah. a quiet movie, right? And you don't expect it to follow a straight line. It goes all over, but it all comes together kind yeah. of at the end. I just I really like knowing about him. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. probably gonna make me feel bad that I didn't film my dad more in all of his mm-hmm. goofy ways. Well, we don't. I mean, they you have, know what I mean. I'm yeah. just saying that. I, like, even, I, I don't have anything on film. We didn't have iPhones. Yeah, you know, it yeah. But it's kind of something that made me want to go spend a little more time with my mom with a camera. Yes. So you can document it and ask different questions. It was really moving. I liked it. Senior. Yeah. All right. Okay. I want to watch that. Yeah, it was good.